1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. You picked a fabulous time to listen because joining us right now is Erin Warren. She's passionate about equipping and encouraging women to discover God's truths for themselves. She's the author of Feasting on Truth, uh, Savor the Life-Giving Word of God, as well as several other Bible study books. But the book that we're going to be talking to her about this morning <clears throat> is Everyday Prayers for Faith, Finding Confidence in God No Matter What. Erin, good morning. Great to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. Good morning, Tom and Tommy. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you because we need this. We need prayer and we need to build our faith. And uh, you give us 30 days of prayer and you show us biblically that faith comes from knowing God and through a relationship with his son, Jesus. And we appreciate that. And you have themes Mm -hmm. like joy, peace, patience, and even prayers for the school year. Why is faith an important prayer focus? Well, I think um, so many of us, faith is such a kind of an arbitrary term, and I think a lot of times we struggle to kind of know how to define it, how to pray for it. Um, And I think it's, um, I think today, especially as we just see so many people questioning faith, walking away from faith, putting faith on the back burner of their life, that we are continuing to press into faith. Um, especially when hard circumstances come up, that we are pressing into God and um, being humble and surrendering before Him so that He can continue to build faith in us. And I, um, I, I know that happens when we know who He is, we know His character, and we know what He's promised us. And that's really the foundation of this, of this book. Wow, I'm just loving what I'm hearing here. But in this book, you're also very candid about uh, what's happening in your own life. You share about your family's recent health challenges. And what are some of the questions or issues that really pop up in times of crisis for us as followers of Christ? Yeah, I think a lot of times that when we um, something that happens that we didn't plan for, or something surprises us. You know, I think a lot of times we turn to God and we go, God, why did you do this? Why are you allowing this? Why? And um, I think a lot of times we just kind of misunderstand our state in this world. Um, You know, he tells us in John 16, 33, that in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the the world. I've told you these things so that you can have peace. Um, You know, and he is, um, he is, I think a lot of times when we go through hard times, um, instead of kind of um, 
bucking up against it, you know, or um, fighting against it, if we allow God to use it to refine us, and First Peter 1, 6 and 7 talks about being grieved by trials, but it says a tested genuineness of faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested the, um, by fire may result in glory and honor and praise at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we know that going through hard times in crisis actually strengthens and builds our faith and how God can use those times to really help us press deeper into Him and to grow our faith. Um, and, and I think a lot of times in, in times of crisis, we do the opposite. It makes us want to question our faith or mm. back up. And so it's a shift for us to be able to press in instead of draw back. Thank you so much for that. A lot of times we do move instead towards towards doubt and questioning. And um, sometimes that's that's part of our journey. And you're hearing from Erin Warren, and she's written the book Everyday Prayers for Faith. And Erin, we always want to see God move in some big ways in our lives, especially to answer the prayers that we want him to answer in the way we want him to answer. But what are some more subtle ways that Christians can see that God is faithfully present? This is one of my favorite promises, Tommy, that, um, you know, he is present with us. Um, and I think a lot of times we are, we're looking for those big ahas. We're looking for the big move of God. But um, what I love about this book is it takes you through 30 days of promises of God. And um, one of those very first ones early in the book is about how he's faithfully present. You know, God doesn't leave us to forsake us, and Jesus promises that He will be with us always. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of it is um, knowing what His promises are, and then looking for the ways He fulfills those. And I think a lot of times it's things that we chalk up to to coincidence. You know, um, I tell the story um, on that day of um, my son had just been diagnosed the week before with type 1 diabetes, which is just completely upended our world and, and changed our entire way of life. And um, I was just, I had had it. Um, my, very candidly shared that my husband and I had just had a little bit of a discussion, you know, one of those. And I was like, that's it. I'm, I need to go shopping because that's what I do. And um, I turned the corner in the store and ran into an old friend who um I just couldn't hide the truth from, and she gave me the exact word that I needed that day. And I could have chalked that up to coincidence. I could have said, you know, "Eh," but I knew that was God showing up faithfully present in my life. And so I think a lot of it is slowing down enough to open our eyes and see where he's moving and working. We're talking about Everyday Prayers for Faith. This is a book written by Aaron Warren, and it helps us find confidence in God no matter what. And Aaron, before the break, you were sharing with us about the crisis, the health crisis that your family went through and some of the subtle ways that you saw God being faithful. There are, are terms in Scripture that remind us of God's faithfulness to us, and one of them is that he hems us in. Why is that a good thing? Oh, this is one of my favorite pictures, Tommy, of what God does. Um, that actual, that phrasing comes from Psalm 139, um, 4 and 5, where it says, Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. And um, I love this picture because it's not only that he's faithfully present with us now, it's that he is... Um, he is before us and behind us. And the context of Psalm 139 talks about how he is um, 
you know, that even before a word is on my tongue, you know, that's where we get the, you knit me together in my mother's room. It's this idea that he sees us and he is omniscient. He's all knowing, he knows. And so um, that when you think of a a hem of a garment, it's completely closed around. Um, And that's what he does for us. And it's not just that he hems us in in this presence, that he hems us in in time. And I know it's like, it kind of sounds like a little woo, um, but that he's already in tomorrow waiting for us. He's still working yesterday in what happened. And so he is, he is completely surrounding us, not only in our present, but also in the future. And so no matter what you face today, no matter what phone call you get, no matter what doctor's office you walk into, no matter um, what conversation you enter into, he's already there waiting. And that's such a, uh, for me, has always been um, such a comfort knowing that no matter what I face, he's already there. He's already gone before me, that he is, um, he is with us. And so I don't have to, Deuteronomy 31, I don't have to be fear. I don't have to be in dread because he's already ahead of us. And, and knows and is already working in that situation. Wow, you're hearing the voice of Erin Warren. Her book is called Everyday Prayers for Faith. And Erin, I just need to ask you about this uh, because you just talked about how God reveals himself in Scripture around this little moment of hemming us in. But why do you think it's important for people to know God's promises that are available to them through Scripture? My, uh, I love that question, Tom. <laughs> My grandmother and I just had a conversation recently about this, and she was telling the story about how, um, you know, she had received an unexpected inheritance from um, her dad passed away when she was only two, so she really never knew him. And, you know, she said, it's mine, but I had to claim it. I had to take hold of it. Um, but, it but she's like, I didn't know. I didn't know it. And, and and then I knew it, and then I had to claim it. And so we have to know what He promises us in Scripture, because if we don't know, then we can't claim it. Um, and I think what um, I really set out to do with this book, too, is help us understand what He has truly promised us. Because I think a lot of times we throw this word out, you know, God is faithful, God is faithful when something good happens in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's faithfulness is that He keeps His promises. And he didn't promise us a trouble-free life. He didn't promise us healing. He didn't promise us um, relationships. He didn't promise us money. He didn't promise us jobs. He he promises us, though, things that are far greater. And that's um, what First Peter or Second Peter one calls that his promises are very great and precious, and they are worth far more. And so it's important for us to know um, because we also have an enemy who is prowling around seeking to steal and kill and destroy, destroy. And if we don't know what God truly promised us, I think a lot of times we are holding God to promises he didn't make. And so I think um, being able to discern and know what he has promised us so the enemy can't get a foothold and, um, you know, he's not creative. He's been doing the same thing since the Garden of Eden. Did God actually say and um, so we have to know what is promised and what is not promised. And that is um, what allows us to hold on to faith and to see him fulfilling those promises in our lives. Mm, very good. And so just as we're uh, continuing on, I, I would love to know about rainbows. I know that you include this in the book, and that's one of the 
promises or that symbol was, was was along with a promise of God. What meaning does that have for us today as God's people? I love this. And, you know, I have to be honest, when I wrote this one, I thought they're going to cut this one. Like they're going to be like, you've got to <laughs> rewrite this. And um, it has been the one that I get asked about the most. And I, um, I actually love it. Um, you know, as a child, I remember, so I live in Florida and we have um, all summer, we have these afternoon thunderstorms. And, and they pass quickly, and then we have these brilliant rainbows. Like, they're just beautiful. And so I've grown up with rainbows all the time. And um, I um, remember always thinking, yep, there's my promise. God's never going to flood the earth again. Um, and as I've grown up, as I've studied Scripture more, um, I've really come to understand that the rainbow that God paints in the sky is more than just a mere promise that he's not going to kill off the entire earth. It's a promise that he's going to be merciful and forbearing of our sin. Because hidden in that promise um, is the promise of another way. In Genesis 9, 16, he says, When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth, um, that, that he would send another way that he would send a redeemer. And so when we see that rainbow in the sky, that that verse tells us that that promise is between us, every living creature of all flesh, that's us. And so he made that covenant with us that he would provide another way for us um, to have relationship with him. And that is through Jesus, our Messiah and our Savior. And so we can always look at the rainbow as a sign that God is faithful and trustworthy because he has done what he said he would in sending Jesus. 